You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Juan cannot make it today. Um, got some prayer arrangements, so fair enough. But look, we're going to talk about the combine and how our Georgia Bulldogs dominated and arguably one of the strongest performances, in my opinion, I've ever seen in a combine. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, We'll talk about it in detail, guys. We have 14 guys in the combine, so keep that in mind. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, keep in mind the DGD podcast is brought to you by Terrain. Use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off your purchase site-wide. Also, Join our Discord, discord.gg forward slash Bones Brigade. Patreon subscriber as well. You get all that intel, patreon.com forward slash DGD podcast. Now, as Patrick says here, the dogs own Indy. And I tell you right now, I think you're right 100%. And we're going to go into a little bit of detail. I want the brigade to get popping. So let's ask this question while things are going and while I explain things. I want you to drop in the comments who had the best combine performance for the dogs. While y'all do that, keep in mind, we'll talk a little bit about that right there. Get it going while people come in. Listen, 14 guys from Georgia go to the combine in Indy, right, off of a national title in Indy. So the theme to this show obviously is dogs on Indy because we damn sure do. Just simple enough. That's all I'm going to say. Just simple enough we do. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> uh, Trayvon Walker, right? Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, Nicobe Dean, Jamari Sawyer, Lewis Seen, right? uh, Jake Camarda, uh, Justin Schaefer, uh, George Pickens. Right, just a lot of guys. Zeus, James Cook, right? Ton of guys. And I'm telling you right now, every single one of them dominated when it comes to the combine. There's no question about it. Patrick's already saying Jordan Davis is his number guy. Uh, is his guy followed up by Devontae Wyatt. So to answer this question, I'm going to tell you why Trayvon Walker had the best combine. First off, listen. J.D., Jordan Davis stole the show, and we're going to talk about this, trust me. But Trayvon Walker made him some money at this combine. There's no question about it. Made some money at this combine. You look at you look at the measurables from this first off, 6'5", I think it was, 272, 272 pounds, and he ran a, what, low four fives, I think. I don't remember the official time. But nonetheless, one of the fastest in the D-line. That is stupid. That is absolutely stupid. But then, it, it, you know, then you go into the, the vertical, you know, it's, it's ridiculous jumping out of the gym at 272 pounds. He's a freak. He was built for the combine. He was built for the combine out of whatever lab it was, goes to the combine, absolutely dominates, right? You're looking at him as a, a really a, a legitimate threat to go in the top five. It's just the way it is. That's, there's a very good chance that he goes in the top five. And if you follow us on Patreon, I dropped a mock draft 
uh, on Monday, uh, this past Monday, my draft Monday, version one, and Trayvon goes number five to the Giants. Now, also, I do want to talk about uh, being in the brigade. We're going to talk a little bit about team fits in the NFL for where we see some guys. Uh, we'll save that for our Q&A, though. With that being said, though, Michael Dudley uh, says, Tyndall and Quay moved their draft stock from late third to probably early second. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, looking at the way this draft is, uh, you know, the needs for the teams and how the draft lays and how deep your defense is in this draft, right? Quarterbacks are weak, right? The cornerbacks, the, uh, you know, it's a deep class for receivers. It's a deep class for defensive linemen, edge rushers. There's a ton of them that could go in the first round. It's just a great, it's just a great combine. It's a great year to have the great performance for if you're a Georgia Bulldog. Because, you know, with the team needs that happen right here, with how these guys performed, your draft stock just blew up. So you're making hundreds of thousands, extra millions of dollars, right? But we're going to talk about Jordan Davis because everybody wants to talk about Davis. And I'm not mad about it at all because my man, in, in my opinion, had the best performance of literally. I think it's historic if you really think about this because there is no reason – why a man 341 pounds should run a 47840. It makes no fucking sense. It makes none. It makes no sense how it happens, but it happens. And you and really the crazy thing is you're out and then Devontae White runs a 477. So these two guys are the tops at the D line class in, in regards to 40 time. And Jordan Davis has got 50, 50 pounds on the next on the next guy. Just, just saying. It's insane. So, listen, Jordan Davis, you know, Daniel Jeremiah said it best. The Dogs won a national title, and they, and they just won a combine title too. And it was on full display for the whole country to see it. And, and that's what we want because we're going to talk about the recruiting ramifications and the fallout from that. But while before we do that, I do want to make a shout out to a special brigadier, Patrick Oliver. Happy birthday, my man, which I think it was yesterday. Um, happy birthday. And hope you had a good birthday, my man. As we see it in the brigade here. With that being said, though, listen. The recruiting fallout from this is only going to be good things. You you lose this narrative. You lose this narrative that Kirby cannot develop. Georgia has, in recent memory, Georgia has not had that great success that you see, you know, D-line getting drafted to the NFL. You just don't, right? That changes this year, period. That changes completely. That, that narrative, if you try to throw that up, you're going to get laughed out of the conversation. There's no question about it. And you have to look at Trey Scott for one and also Kirby Smart. It's just the way that is. But when you look at the overall scheme of things, there's no reason to tell me that Kirby didn't develop all of that, right? The coaches that we had, you t you take, you know, you look at Zeus. Who would have thought Zeus would run a 4-4 flat? Pickens, 4-4 flat. James Cook, 4-4-2, I believe it is. Lewis Seen, 4-3-7. Hell, even our fucking punter. Fastest, fastest special teams player in in combine history at four five seven. If you're not telling me that Georgia 
Georgia's performance in the combat wasn't historic, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't because you can't help. You can't save that. You can't save yourself if you can't believe that. You have a 341-pound man sitting there running a 4.78. Think about that. That's faster than Pat Mahomes. How can you tell me that that's not historic? I think, you you know, he may not be the heaviest defender ever, right, and the heaviest person in the combine ever. He may – he's damn well up there. But no, but no one that size should be that athletic. That is scary. That is scary. Absolutely scary to think. And, and, and look, I'm all for it because that just means that me recruits will see this, and that's going to pay dividends. It's going to pay dividends. That's just the way it's got to be. Patrick says, regardless regardless of combine results, I still say Trayvon drafts first. You're right. Listen, you're going to see a record for Georgia football be broke this year. It's just a matter of where. Because I had four, uh, I had four dogs in the first round. First off, you got Trayvon Walker, you got Nicobe Dean, you've got uh, Devontae White, and you've got Jordan Davis. And no particular order there, not in no order there, but those four. There is a chance with how well seen combine uh, uh, performed at the combine, you could see Lewis Seen pop up into the first round. A lot of teams loved him. A lot of teams loved him in the interviews, were blown away by him. You know, and there's even talks of him potentially siding up in that uh, safety uh, in that class over Kyle Hamilton. Some teams may look at that. So there is a good chance that you could see a team in the maybe the later half of the first round maybe draft a damn uh, Lewisine. You never know. That would be five, right? Maybe you see the Packers. Think about this, guys. The Packers just coming off of uh, re-signing Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have not drafted a skill position player since 2002 in the first round. Keep that in mind. It has been since 2002. Do your math. Since the Green Bay Packers have drafted a skill position player in the first round. This year, if you tell – listen, Aaron Rodgers has been on record. He wants some help. Get him some help. You can sit there and develop those guys in the middle rounds. That's fine. Get him an elite playmaker. Get, what about Pickens? Pickens to Green Bay makes perfect sense. You franchise, you're expected to franchise tag Devontae Adams. Fair. Then you got to pay him after next year. What if you don't? Who do you have? I mean, you can always find those middle-round guys and develop them like you've been doing, but you're still going to piss your boy Aaron Rodgers off. And if you invested into him for the next four years, why don't you get him some help while he's around still? Go George Pickens. 4-4 flat, 6-3 I think it was is what he measured at. And you know he can sit there and take the – he can stretch the field vertically, and he will go up and he will catch those 50-50 balls that are also – over there in Green Bay, too. My just, you know, just would love that, though, right? Just would absolutely love it. Patrick also says the best move of the combine was the dean of defense making teams watch the tape instead of watching them perform. Listen, if you don't understand what that means, N'Kobe Dean did his interviews, did not test, did not test at the combine. What does that mean, though? That means teams have to rely on his tape. 
N'Kobe Dean is a tape guy. He is not a shorts and shirt kind of guy. Just not. He, he relies solely on his instincts. Not solely, I should say. I misspoke. Definitely an instincts guy. That's what puts him in positions to make the plays. He's still fast. He's still athletic. But he's very instinctual. And when you watch the tape, that pops up. You see his speed already. Devin Lloyd, arguably the number one linebacker, uh, and, you know, you have him and Nakobe battling for that, 4-7-1. You sit there and see that right there. They're kind of the same player, a little bit different, right? What does that mean for Nakobe? Nakobe, that might help Nakobe without even having to do anything. Just might. So, you know, looking at that situation, right, looking into that situation, Nakobe could have made some money just based off of not doing anything, right, not doing anything. That could have very well happened. And, honestly, I'm all for that, right? I want these guys to get drafted, you know, in the first round. You know, And, listen, obviously team needs can dictate where you go. All right, we get that. And, 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 unfor- and that's just the unfortunate aspect of things. You can't have – your entire 14-man guy, you know, roster of, of dogs that went to the combine drafted in the first round. Ideally, I would love it, but you can't. You could, but it's not going to happen. But at the same time, there's a lot of money that was made by these dogs at, in, in Indy, and, and it's, you're going to see it come April when the draft happens. You're going to see Trayvon not sit there wait long. You're going to see Devontae, and you're going to see Jordan Davis not waiting too long. Just saying. I'm just saying. And, and honestly, you could sit there and see Nicobe Dean wait to the middle to the late rounds, depending on what teams of value, right? Everybody knows this quarterback class ain't shit in this draft. It's just not. The, the trades from the NFL, you're seeing it. You're seeing that the, the quarterback class is not something that they want. So you're going to load up on defense. And what does that mean? You're faring extremely well if you are the Georgia Bulldogs. You just are. It's a deep receiver class. Offensive lines are strong. You might see Jamari Sawyer follow up in the second round. Could very well happen. You look at the you look at the title game you, and you know look at the uh, the Orange Bowl. He shut down and neutralized Aiden Hutchinson, which is going to go off the board at first or second overall. Watch. Just saying, neutralize him. Cut him down. You know, you, you see, <clears throat> you know, Lewisine. Everybody questions his coverage ability. The thing about that is <clears throat> when you run a 4-3-7 and you see how he can hit, the coverage comes. The coverage can be worked on. People are going to take a fly on that shot right there. People are going to take a shot on that, and that's fine. That's what you want. Georgia speed is real, guys. You know, you hear you hear this. You know, you hear any other team say, you know, Tennessee speed with Bayless Jones. Look, that was fast. But when you have when you have thirteen guys run and they're all basically at the top, I think. Well, no, Jamari Sawyer. I don't think he ran. Justin Schaefer. I don't know if he ran either. But Jamari Sawyer bench press reps uh, towards the top. I think he was either second or tied for second in in reps. So if you didn't run a 40, you performed everywhere else. And, and you did it very well. Some of the some of the best bend I've, I've ever seen come from Trayvon Walker. And, and honestly, looking at Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, to be that size, did that figure eight uh, towel drill 
as good as I've ever seen anybody over 320 pounds ever do it. That which is it, it like goes back to it. It is freaky how athletic that man is. It really is. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. But as we sit here, you know, we look at, you know, we look at what the NFL wants. NFL is becoming, you know, if you're on defense, you got to have speed. Georgia provides that in all categories, right? All categories. So looking at it right there, Georgia's about to benefit tremendously in this draft, right? If, if you did not watch the combine for several days, I think it was three or four days, I think, it was a nonstop Georgia advertisement. I'm all here for it. I am. Because you know what that means? Bring a recruit in. Bring a recruit in. I guarantee you Kirby will sit there and listen to Daniel Jeremiah say, you know, everything that he said. Um, if you if you listen to the Rich Eisen podcast, he legitimately was just – what he saw, he legitimately went on, on air and was just saying that it was stupid what he saw with Georgia in a good way. And Tanil brings up a comment that I'm about to get onto, and this is going to be fun. The Jets aren't impressed with him. So what she's talking about, a former – I don't know if anybody has seen this. Uh, apparently there was a former Jet scout that was not uh, impressed with Jordan Davis, and he was overrated uh, based off of, you know, his lack of pass rushing, more of, you know, more of a skill or, you know, more of a, a run blocker, Right. When you when he, when people if you don't pay attention and you watch the tape, Jordan Davis played at three fifty, sometimes three sixty at points in this year. He was down to three forty one, expecting to play at three thirty. That that there's your athleticism coming back. There's your freakish athleticism, losing ten pounds. That means more bend, better cardio. That means he stays on the field. That gives you more chances to get to the pass rusher. Depending on where he goes, you could see, you know, say say he goes, you know, I don't know, say he's got a, a, an elite pass rusher off the edge, right? He can sit there, eat up space. That's what he's known for. But he can still get to the quarterback. He can bull rush the center. You leave him one on one. He's getting he's getting to the quarterback if you if you leave him one on one. You have to double team him. There's there's more value than being a true pass rusher, and I understand that the way the game is now, you have to have this pass rushing ability. Right? Jordan Davis can do that. He can still do that. It may not be, you know, an elite edge rusher type thing. He can still get to the quarterback. He can definitely push the quarterback out of the pocket. You know, move collapse in the pocket with from within, right above, right dead center pushing him back and moving him around. There's more value than just pass rushing. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's several teams in the NFL that couldn't stop the fucking run and got beat over and over and over and got ran on over and over and over. The Jets have this guy, the key word here, former. First off, it was the Jets. Was That was bad. We know the Jets. But you're a former. What? I'm, I'm waiting. Like, there's a reason why you're a former scout. Just leaving that there. 
Every team needs a, a run blocking D lineman. There's no question about it. You could say he's overrated, but I, I, I beg to differ. Beg to differ. Because if you sit here and you put him, if you put if you put him on a team, say Chargers, right? Put him on the Chargers. Think about that with Bosa and Khalil Matt, letting them run off the edge, forcing a double team, forcing a double team, allowing a one-on-one situation or, you know, with Bosa, or allowing Khalil Mack to run free because you have to sit there and account for Jordan Davis. But does that create value? Because your defense gets astronomically better with that one particular situation. That creates an, a, a ridiculous problem for offenses to have to sit here and try to go against. They just do. So the fact that you said he's overrated, I call bullshit on that. You don't, in my opinion, you don't know what you're saying. You you may be the professional, but I don't agree with your take because it's not overrated. He's faster than a lot of the quarterbacks that you currently have. Patrick Mahomes, he's faster than. <laughs> Like what do you? What else do you want? So if you sit, but if you put him on the right team, I'm telling you right now, the value that he will create on that defensive line is astronomical, because it allow if especially if you have the right talent around him, if you have pass rushers, if you have good linebackers, right? Like I said, the Chargers is the perfect landing spot. It's the perfect landing spot for Jordan Davis at 17, period. There's no question. If he if he gets drafted to San Diego, it will not surprise me for that defense to improve in the run game immediately. And that also impacts the pass game, period. Patrick also says he's faster than Baker Mayfield too. Exactly. The simulcam that the NFL Network does, was it was, it was really interesting because you put him up against uh, Baker and Patrick Mahomes, and he walked them down, and he was he was ahead he was head of right, head in front. Boom, there you go. He can get after the quarterback. He's athletic enough to do it. Period. It's just the way it's going to be. Anyways, with that being said, look, you also you know everybody wanted to see Jordan Davis. You know he stole the show, but his counterpart Devontae Wyatt also had a really really good showing, right? Really good showing. So overall, the entirety of the combine, like I said, was just dominated by Georgia. Now, there were several good, you know, there was a lot of good talent there. I'm not going to say that that it wasn't. But when you hear teams, when you hear people the whole time, the, the, the analysts and things like that, they had nothing but good things to say about Georgia. And it was a lot of what they talked about. And Patrick says, fuck up. Baker Mayfield, by the way. Fair enough. Um, if you if you curious, um, getting a spring, getting a statue put in um, Norman for him, so that's interesting too. So with that being said, though, to wrap this up, if you did not watch the combine, understand this: the dogs own Indy this year. Period. You win a national title, and you arguably win a combine title if you wanted to call that, national championship, combine national championship, as Jeremiah, uh, Daniel Jeremiah said. That's going to translate to a lot of money being made for Georgia. It's going to have an impact in recruiting. Kirby's going to keep that 
all those little clips, he's going to keep them. And I would not be surprised if he throws it and puts it out there for every single recruit coming to visit. He's going he's gonna to put it up in the house of pain. We know this. We just know it. With that being said, though, I hope everybody has a great, great weekend. And tune back in on the next episode. Stick a, stick around. We're going to do a Q&A. So stick around, and we're going to talk a little bit about our um, NFL team fits. We're going to continue with that. So with that being said, have a great rest. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com.